Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information from the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. Now, here's your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you on this January the 27th. 2023. I almost said it. I I was that <laughs> close. It's 23, not 22. And it's already at the end of January. So hopefully you're already getting ready for Advent season because it's going to be right around the corner before you know it. But nonetheless, it's the Memorial of St. Angela Marici today. And today is going to be not your normal, usual program. Today is a goodbye show. Today, in fact, is my very last day on the Catholic Drive Time. Today is my last day at the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm going to be telling you all about what that means, what we're doing, how we're doing it, why we're doing it, and all the rest coming up here on the program. So I hope you'll bear with me a little bit today because we're going to be reminiscing about the last 10 years and looking forward to the next 10 years of the Guadalupe Radio Network, of this wonderful Catholic apostolate that brings you the good, the true, and the beautiful seven days a week, 24 hours a day on your radio station, on your mobile app, and everywhere in between. They have been an incredible opportunity for me and my family to be a part of for the past 10 years. And we're going to look back, but we're also going to look forward. So on the program today, uh, not only will I explain kind of what's going on and what this means and how we're moving forward, but also uh, a good friend, uh, Larry Massey, is going to be on at uh, 15 past the hour. We're going to be talking about uh, how he and I met how he and I conspired to bring Catholic Radio to Houston, Texas in a way that would have a lasting impact. And I'm happy to say it's, it's been a beautiful thing to sit back and watch it grow. We'll talk about uh, you know, conquering the culture with the good, the true, and the beautiful through the arts, through literature, music, and so much more in his work. And then, of course, at uh, 35 past the hour, we're going to have some more guests for you. My good friend Marty Matulia is going to be on. He and I go way back to the early days, and uh, it's because of Marty that I know Adrian, and we're going to talk about that. Um, and then, of course, uh, Toya Hall is going to be on. She's the co-founder of this apostolate. She's going to be on at 45 past the hour to look back on those 10 years and look forward to the next 10 years. So it's going to be a jam-packed show. I hope you will join us for all or part of it. And then, of course, in the next hour, Dave Palmer is going to be our guest. He is uh, he's the host of Back to the Father, my colleague and good friend. I've known Dave since before I worked here. He's going to be on the program. We're going to be talking about back to the father but because adrian is not on the show today he's out fishing actually uh you, you'd be happy to know he did not wear his tie to fish he just wore everything else just t- took the tie off but uh nonetheless <laughs> let's pray for his success on the fishing trip today uh dave palmer's going to fill in for him for the for the game show fear and trembling which today is going to be my last ever fear and trembling game show so i'm excited to see who's going to be the contestant for my last show (laughs) first caller will get to play the game when i give you the number at the top of the next hour so be ready for that for those of you that can join us but real quick here is the deal today's my last day uh it's been 10 years with the grn i am moving on to another opportunity that i felt god uh was asking me to do and i prayed long and hard over that decision over the course of months before making that decision. I knew that making that decision would be bittersweet. There would be disappointments. And uh, I knew there would be difficulty. And I prayed about it. And I felt, as I said, God calling me to it. So that's what I did. I made that choice. 
And uh, today is the day. But there is a bright future. There is a great opportunity still coming. So Adrian Fonseca is actually going to be stepping into the role, taking over the show and building out the team. So do me a favor and please pray for his success. Pray for the success of this program. Adrian and I built Catholic Drive Time together from its conception. And uh, he has a message for you. In fact, I'm going to be playing a special message from Adrian at the bottom of the hour. So tune in for that. At about 30 past, you're going to hear a special message from Adrian, what you can expect in the days to come. But come Monday morning, Adrian's going to be sitting in the seat and not me. So do me a favor. Pray for his success. Pray for the future of the CDT team and for the show and for the Guadalupe Radio Network. I would be incredibly grateful to you. They are in the process of looking for a, a producer. And if you know anybody or are interested at all, you can uh, send an email to careers at grnonline.com. That's careers at grnonline.com. Also, please pray for Mark Houck, who's still in his trial facing a FACE Act violation. Uh, turned out yesterday, even the CEO of that Planned Parenthood uh, clinic said, yeah, our policy says escorts aren't supposed to get into confrontations with people. Um, okay, well, there's that. So pray for his family. It's, uh, it's been a, a very stressful time for the Hauk family. Let's pray. Let's get into it. We have a lot to cover today. It's going to be a special show. It's not your normal Catholic Drive Time show. So uh, I'd, I'd be grateful if, you would, if you'd hang out with us the whole hour. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Now your headlines with Rudy Carlos. Good morning. Thanks for tuning in to Catholic Drive Time. Today is Friday, January 27th. I'm Rudy Carlos with your latest breaking news and stories. Breitbart reports Project Veritas targets Pfizer scientists in latest Sting video. Project Veritas has released another investigative video, this time showing a senior executive from the Pfizer pharmaceutical company in charge of research and development, talking about the possibility of deliberately mutating the virus in order to develop new vaccines in anticipation of the emergence of new variants. Life News reports abortion activists file lawsuits to overturn every ban on dangerous abortion pills. The uh, GenPi- GenBioPro lawsuit, in the GenBioPro lawsuit rather, the company argues that West Virginia cannot ban a drug that the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has deemed to be safe. If the abortion company succeeds, its case could set a legal precedent that forces all states to allow abortion pills. Mail-order abortion drugs have become a leading health risk to mothers and babies, with the chemical abortion pill regimen posing a 53% greater risk of an ER visit due to abortion complications. Ground News reports the FBI has seized a website used by a notorious ransomware gang. The FBI seized a website that a notorious ransomware gang, which has extorted more than $100 million from victim organizations, has used to shame its victims, according to a posting on their website. And just the news reports, feds are adapting AI used to silence ISIS to combat American dissent on vaccines and elections. 
The National Science Foundation has awarded several million dollars in grants recently to universities and private firms to develop tools eerily similar to those developed in 2011 by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, otherwise known as DARPA, in its social media and strategic communication program. DARPA said the tools were used to help identify misinformation or deception campaigns and counter them with truthful information, beginning with the Arab Spring uprisings in the Middle East that spawned ISIS over a decade ago. Those were your headline news this morning. God love you. And now, the saint of the day. The saint of the day is Angela Merici, born on the 21st of March, 1474. She was left an orphan at the age of 10 and together with her elder sister came to the home of her uncle at the neighboring town of Salo, where they led an angelic life. When her sister met with a sudden death without being able to receive the last sacraments, young Angela was much distressed. She became a tertiary of St. Francis and greatly increased her prayers and mortifications for the repose of her sister's soul. In her anguish and pious simplicity, she prayed God to reveal her the condition of her deceased sister. It is said that by a vision, she was satisfied her sister was in the company of the saints in heaven. It is related that one day, while in ecstasy, she had a vision in which it was revealed to her that she was to found an association of virgins who were to devote their lives to the religious training of young girls. The school she had established at Tassanzo soon bore abundant fruit, and she was invited to the neighboring city, Brescia, to establish a similar school at that place. Angela gladly accepted the invitation. In 1524, while making a pilgrimage to the Holy Land, she became suddenly blind when she was on the island of Crete, but continued her journey to the holy places and was secured on her return while praying before a crucifix at the same place where she was struck with blindness just a few weeks before. When, in the Jubilee year of 1525, she had come to Rome to gain indulgences, Pope Clement VII, who had heard of a great holiness and her extraordinary success as a religious teacher of young girls, invited her to remain in Rome. But Angela, who shunned publicity, returned to Brescia. Finally, on the 25th of November, 1535, Angela chose 12 virgins and laid the foundation of the Order of the Ursulines in a small house near the church of St. Afra in Brescia. Having been five years superior of the newly founded order, she passed on to her eternal reward. St. Angela Marici, pray for, pray for us. Praise be to God in all things. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 4, verses 26 through 34. Jesus said to the crowds, this, this is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, he knows not how. Of its own accord the land yields fruit, first the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear, and when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed that, when it is sown in the ground, it is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables he spoke the word to them, as they were able to understand it. Without parables he did not speak to them, but to his own disciples he explained everything in private. The Gospel 
of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You catch that last sentence? He spoke to the public in parables to his disciples. He spoke in clarity, explaining things to them in private. And Mark's gospel makes it pretty much explicitly clear. Where do you need to go to get the clear interpretation of the Lord? To his apostles, to his church, to his magisterium. Very clear implication in that. The uh, Ignatius Catholic Commentary today said, Morally speaking, St. Gregory the Great says, The maturing grain signifies our increase in virtue. First, the seeds of good intentions are sown. These gradually bring forth the blade of repentance and ultimately the mature ear of charitable works. When established in virtue, we are made ripe for God's harvest. Close quote, St. Gregory the Great. The Catholic Commentary on Holy Scripture points out the chief lesson of this parable appears to be as follows. Just as the seed develops gradually until it has formed the full-grown ear, ripe for harvesting, so the kingdom of God, established on earth by Christ, will develop gradually, but nonetheless surely, until it reaches the final consummation. This doctrine of the gradual but persistent growth of the kingdom was timely corrective to the false ideas of those who looked for an immediate and highly dramatic inauguration of the messianic kingdom. The parable inculcates patience and confidence in the mysterious plans of God, who will secure the growth of the kingdom without the aid of violent revolutionary upheavals or the theatrical manifestations which are part of popular expectation. Close quote, a Catholic commentary. Haydock's commentary points out, So it is with him who announces the gospel of the kingdom of God, as with the sower. For whether he sleep or rise, the seed will grow up while he knoweth not. And the well-prepared soil will, by the blessing of God, be productive. So the word of God shed abroad in the heart of man will increase and fructify independently of all the preacher's solicitude, till he who has received it, being arrived at the measure of the age and fullness of Christ, shall be withdrawn by God from this world and be called to himself. Close quote, Haydock's commentary. The applicant would say, Most brief indeed is the word of faith. Believe in God, and thou shalt be saved. But the preaching of it has been spared far and wide over the earth, and increased so that the birds of heaven, that is, the contemplative men, sublime in understanding and knowledge, dwell under it. For how many wise men among the Gentiles, quitting their wisdom, have found rest in the preaching of the gospel? Its preaching, then, is greater than all. Close quote. The applicate. Lots to ponder and think about today. Going to Holy Mother Church, being faithful to the magisterium, and obedient even in difficult days, and still bold and courageous to preach the true, the good, and the beautiful in season and out. Hey Sita, how do you ask, do you love Catholic radio in German? Liebst du das katholische Radio? How about support it by purchasing car raffle tickets for a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250? Unterstütze es mit dem Kauf eines Tickets, mit dem du ein 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250 gewinnen kannst. Hmm, okay. How about get yours at grnonline.com forward slash raffle? Kauf eins auf grnonline.com forward slash raffle. Thank you. I needed that for a PSA. Cool. When are you recording it? Right now. Oh, danke. 
Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. Your church most likely has a praise and worship time. Would you be surprised to know that the songs you sing might have nothing to do with worship? So here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, history. Praise and worship was not a term used until the mid-60s when the Jesus people music started becoming more complex and contemporary. By the late 70s, praise and worship had become an entire entity of its own. Secondly, what is worship? It's a sacrifice. It's not singing a soft, flowy song with hands raised. The New Testament writers understood that worship was a sacrifice, that it occurred on an altar, which was and is known as a place of slaughter. Thirdly, the altar is for you. Jesus, in the holy sacrifices of the Mass, invites you to participate in His timeless sacrifice of love that truly occurs on the altar. No nightclub effects, no entertainment, no pumped-up emotion. Oh, and please don't register for the next Praise and Worship Global Seminar. Why? Because you can't teach praise and it won't include worship. Yikes! Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired, I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. It's my my last and final day at the Guadalupe Radio Network and as host of Catholic Drive Time. As I said at the beginning, at the top of the hour, if you're just joining us, I had to make a very difficult decision. I prayed about it over months, but I, I felt God calling me in a direction, a new direction. So I'm going to be moving in that direction. And today's the day where I tell you it is a bittersweet day. Uh, saying goodbye to 10 years of friendships, of working with colleagues. And we're going to be remembering some of those 10 years in this hour. Uh, if you didn't catch it at the top of the hour, uh, as I said, I am leaving today. Adrian Fonseca is taking over uh, as host of the show, and I hope you'll pray and support him in that. If you know anybody who's looking for uh, producer work, well, they're on the hunt for a producer, and you can send your emails to careers at grnonline.com. Coming up at the 30 past the hour, Marty Matulia is going to be my guest. He and I go way back to, uh, you know, a decade ago. It's because of Marty. I met Adrian. We're going to be talking about Adrian. Plus, I'll be sharing a special message from Adrian uh, with you. He's not in today. He's out fishing, actually. But he recorded a special message to to, uh, help you look forward to what's coming. And there's good things coming for the Catholic Drive Time and for the GRN. So stick around for that. Ms. Toya Hall, co-founder of The Apostle, will also be on at uh, 45 past the hour. So a lot of great content coming your way this hour. Please do join us. But joining me right now in studio is my good friend Larry Massey. Good morning to you, Larry. Joe, it is so great to be back here. And, uh, you know, I always have to start with saying it's a beautiful day to be on Catholic Radio. Amen. Praise be to God. You and I go way back, back in, uh, the, when, when I first started here a decade ago. Uh, and we were getting Catholic Radio up and running in Houston, Texas. Uh, we had uh, we had a very interesting meeting that uh, made for a fruitful relationship, a fruitful friendship over the past decade. Well, it's been a great ten years, and uh, we've done a lot. Yeah, Amen. I remember sitting down in the conference room just down the hall from here, and uh, getting to know you a little bit, you know, and uh, figuring out, you know, you, well, who is this crazy banker guy who wanted to utterly transform Houston, Texas for the glory of God. Well, I mean, uh, also soon thereafter, I retired early and went yeah. into, uh, you know, helping the Catholic Church full time and uh, didn't know what to do. But quickly thereafter, I was named uh, president of the uh, Scanlon Foundation, uh, one of the largest uh, Catholic foundations in Texas. And yeah. we've uh, been uh, furthering the Roman Catholic Church of Texas. Amen. Praise be to God. I remember um, there were several initiatives that you and I collaborated on to help promote Catholic radio and, and promote the Catholic faith in general around Houston, Texas. 
And uh, I remember just thinking in those days that, you know, we, we could we could get creative. We could figure some stuff out, find a way to get around some of those roadblocks when you were, you know, when a lot of times uh, I would go door to door and knock on everybody's door. Hello, you guys know about Catholic Radio? I remember I, I made like three, no, no, I'm not even exaggerating. I, I made like 3,000 connections on LinkedIn. Like anybody remotely connected to a Catholic church, an organization, or the diocese, on LinkedIn, I sent them a friend request, like a linked request, you know, whatever. LinkedIn blocked me. They're like, you're fishing here. You're spamming people. Stop it. And uh, they, they, block, they put me in LinkedIn prison for like a, like a month or something, and then they let me out. And then I went and made another 3,000 LinkedIn requests because it was whatever I could do to make sure people knew that Catholic Radio exists. And then when I met you... We really got creative, and you you, you brought you brought a, a concept of like an entrepreneurial spirit, you know, to to this uh, to this local radio station, but to the Guadalupe Radio Network in a way that I found very interesting and exciting. So things like uh, we had you on. I, I produced a show of those days called Evangelium Live, and uh, you came and you co-hosted it with me. Well, I remember the first two years I, I originally came, and I was governor of the Sarah Club, which promotes vocations. And uh, you said, oh, Larry, you know, uh, uh, you're a district governor of, of District 10. Why don't we make a, uh, you know, a Sarah 10 slot with 10 minutes? Yeah. And I remember getting all excited saying, well, that's priceless time. Uh, you know, I'm going to be all in helping you. And then did that for two years, bringing on priests, seminarians, and sisters to, uh, you know, get to know the uh, the show. And then... Uh, after that, you said, hey, Larry, you know, we're doing so well. Let's just, uh, you know, co-host this uh, show. And that was a five-year run, and uh, it was beautiful. I mean, I, yeah, I loved it. And uh, uh, we, did, we did well bringing in all the different ministries and uh, getting to know literally all of, all of Houston. Yeah, it was a good time. So Sarah 10, promoting vocations every single week, but that blossomed into a, a, an opportunity for you just to be my co-host, which I enjoyed quite a bit. And then we launched a series of prayer breakfasts, you and I, and uh, we were looking for opportunities to bring the community together, to be a hub in many ways for the Catholic community, to bring professionals, people who were professional in their careers, but wanted to network with each other, but through the lens of their Catholic faith. Well, I think everybody out there is wanting a community and getting to know each other, and that's a a, a beautiful concept. And uh, everywhere, every neighborhood that we tried that, it worked. And yeah. that's a concept that could go national. Uh, it's fairly easy, and uh, it was like $10 for a good breakfast <laughs> and coffee. And people, yeah. you know, fellow Catholic business people want to know each other. Yeah, we had a good time doing it. I tell you, uh, we would... What we would do is we'd always look for a Mexican restaurant because they were never open for breakfast. And that way we could have the whole place to ourselves. And, of course, who doesn't love Mexican food? And we'd have, uh, you know, breakfast tacos, really. Uh, coffee. You had to make sure coffee was, was on tap. And then we would fill the place. We'd get, I'd get a priest to come and say, uh, I'd make them pray twice. I'd always make them pray twice. Once over the food and then once more intentionally over our people. And then... Uh, and then we get a speaker to give a short reflection, a talk about business, but through their Catholic lens. And then we would just network, just hang out and talk, chat, shake hands and have a good time. Ten bucks a piece. And then we, we built this thing up to remember was, we were at seven locations at our peak. Oh, I remember. And it was just great. And, uh, 
you know, is something that uh, is still there and uh, continuing to work. Yeah, we had some good uh, we had some good speakers too. You know, Mattress Mac. Oh yeah. Well, we I mean, he's he's definitely uh, awesome. Yeah, and he's done a great job to help the uh, radio station. He has. He's been very, very generous to us. Uh, I was just thinking uh, the other day about some of these some of these speakers we've had over the years at these events, and some of the friendships we made, and planting the seeds. And some, not all of our attendees were like you know zealous, hardcore Catholics, but we we were bringing them in. We were we were hanging out with them. We were negotiating uh, about the discipleship journey with them, and and it was a. A pretty amazing experience, I would say, overall. But one of my favorites was the uh, gentleman who uh, saved the miners. Oh, Deacon, yeah. And, yeah, who's passed Deacon now. Greg Hall. But, uh, well, you know, what a great story and a great man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Deacon Greg Hall. God love him. Uh, and then, of course, we did other things. Remember, I used to, we, we did the family fun day. Um, well, that was that was great, and of course, that was when I owned the company Holy Bears. Right, yeah. And we'd give away hundreds of those Holy Bears, and you'd throw it across the gym floor, <laughs> and the and the children would you know scramble to get uh, you know a nine inch uh, you know plush uh, stuffed bear, stuffed bear, and uh, of course, uh, those were good times. And uh, but uh, it also showed that there was this huge. Uh, appetite for people to uh, for families to get to know get together. Yeah. And of course, that's the power of Catholic radio is to is to one bring those uh, Catholic business leaders to bring the Catholic families. I mean, that's I mean that's one of your missions. Yeah, that was a good time. I always felt like, you know, I was uh, I was a beggar for Catholic radio, and I needed to be. That was that's part of the job, you know, to go out and and make sure people understand there's a need and how they might help with that need. To uh, to be a part of our Catholic radio postulate, but I I wanted an opportunity where we could give back, we could give and not ask for anything in return, other than then come and hanging out. And so we got the gym at the University of St. Thomas, and I got the bands together, and I got Knights of Columbus to cook brisket for us, and then I got games and prizes and. And uh, we eventually got a dunk tank, and that was a lot. Of, that was a good time. Well, they love dunking you, I know. Yeah, they that and Adrian. Yeah, it was a good time. Praise well, be to God. I'm still waiting to win the car. Oh, uh, you, you haven't know, accomplished that one, huh? No, I mean that okay. was you know. I mean every year you you tell me I've got the winning ticket. You do, and, yeah. And uh, <laughs> also, I mean, you shamed me into doing uh, Holy League. Uh, that's true. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, so I mean, uh, when I was here on, as your co-host, you'd look me dead in the eye and say. Larry, are you coming to Holy League, which was something that you started, which was for men to uh, yeah. come for mass and adoration? I mean, whatever yeah. time that was, three yeah. thirty in the morning or something. No, no. I mean, that was uh, that was uh, it was foreshadowing for Catholic Drive Time, really, because we would do. Uh, I, f- I had a I had a hard time getting to confession every on a regular basis, so I thought. Let me invent a reason to go to confession more regularly. And then, uh, so I talked to my pastor, Father Paul Felix at Annunciation, and we decided we would do a men's holy hour once a month, uh, bright and early. I think it started at, I think it started at six, six. six and uh, so I'd be there like at five, and we'd greet the guys, we'd have a holy hour, a short reflection, and then confession, and then we'd have social time after. And that that it started growing, and guys from all over the all over the city were coming and hanging out, and you were a part of it. You fanned the flame of it, and it grew even bigger. And then, of course, I started Catholic Drive Time, and then uh, you know I wasn't able to be a part of that anymore. But we've 
You and I have been a part of a lot the last 10 years. It's, uh, it's beautiful, plus uh, to see all these passionate folks uh, like Rhonda Greenwall, who yeah. started Vocation Ministry, who's uh, now been in 50 dioceses. She's got like uh, hundreds of workshops under her belt, I mean, uh, trying to promote the vocations to the priesthood and sisters uh, and and so, I mean, all this is all this is uh, doing great work. I mean, this, Amen. that's why it's so important to support Catholic Radio. Yeah, I agree. Well, we need your support, so please do consider being a donor today to the Guadalupe Radio Network, grnonline.com. All right, we have a couple minutes left. Uh, you are focused on rebuilding the culture. Uh, really, only two minutes, but uh, can you can you give me a, a taste of what you're doing with the Scanlon Foundation to to fan the flame of the good, the true, and the beautiful? You bet. So uh, several years ago, about six years ago, uh, mm-hmm. I just got convicted on the fact that uh, one way to uh, further you know the faith is that we've got to reestablish the preeminence preeminence of uh, Catholic culture. And uh, we've abandoned that. And so if you look at the, a bookstore or, or arts and, uh, or in the newspaper, movies, whatever, I mean, we used, the Catholic uh, faith used to dominate the uh, culture back in the 40s and 50s. Now it's almost gone. And so uh, I read a book by J- Dana Joya who said that here we are with 70 million Catholics and we have no presence in uh, the arts. So... Starting with one Catholic poet, Sarah Cortez, we said, how many Catholic poets are in Houston? We built up eight. They didn't even know each other. Well, that's now evolved into Catholic literary arts wow. and doing great. It's a national apostolate uh, for literature and poetry. They had a 1,000 entries in their uh, middle school poetry contest last year. I mean, up from like 50. So also their sacred music. Uh, and so, uh, and then the third is uh, art, which this uh, Saturday night, uh, tomorrow night, we've got a sold out, more than 400 people are coming to a sacred art show. Okay. Well, glory be to God for all that you do, Larry. Well, I mean, it's just a, you know, uh, all I can say is the Blessed Mother will not leave us alone. Amen. Praise be to God. Larry Massey, thank you for your friendship over the past Well, it's been years. an honor and a privilege to be part of this. All right. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. More coming. Does Jesus condemn praying the rosary in Matthew 6, 7 when he says, as the King James renders it, use not vain repetitions as the heathens do? Protestants think so. What's the Catholic response? First, Jesus is not condemning repetitious prayer per se. If he were, well then he would be condemning himself, since according to Mark 14, 39, he prayed multiple times, Father, remove this cup, not what I will, but what you will. But that's absurd. So what was Jesus condemning? He was condemning Gentile prayers, which were mindless repetitious prayers, as the Greek text suggests. The Gentiles recited prayers only to appease their gods. They were, as the RSV translates it, empty phrases, having nothing to do with expressing one's love for the gods. That's what Jesus is condemning, not the repetitious prayer of the rosary. I'm Carlo Broussard with the ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. I bet you're wondering to yourself, how can I win a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C? Easy. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. 
Only $25 a ticket or five tickets for $100. The drawing is February 24th, 2023. So, do you feel lucky? Well, do ya? Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. Here's another headline for you. This one is from the Daily Wire. U.S. military kills top ISIS leader, along with nearly a dozen ISIS operatives in Africa. On January 25th, on orders from the president, the United States military conducted an assault operation on the nor in northern Somalia rather, that resulted in the death of a number of ISIS members, including Bilal al-Sudani, an ISIS leader in Somalia and a key facilitator for ISIS's global network. Al-Sudani was responsible for fostering the growing presence of ISIS in Africa and for funding the group's operations worldwide, including in Afghanistan. Those are going to be your headline news this morning. God love you. Uh, right now, you can see if you're watching that I am actually about to take off to go deep sea fishing first time. So pray for me. But most importantly, and the first thing I want to say is thank you very much to Mr. Joe McLean, because, you know, I've known Joe for mm, about five years now. And, you know, I've really learned a lot from Joe and I'm very grateful for everything he's done and I just want to let you know that whenever what we're going to do with Catholic Drive Time moving forward is not going to be something completely different and it's going to be feel a lot the same and it's really going to be inspired by the thing that Joe and I when we first started Catholic Drive Time sought to accomplish and that is you know our tagline to inform and inspire so look forward to uh, a lot of things that feel similar but you know just a little different and i also want to thank toya and marty and larry massey especially for everything that y'all have done and contributed to this show for the catholic drive time and for the grn as a whole so if you're listening uh, say a prayer for me that this is a successful enterprise that i be faithful to the mission and also say a prayer for everyone who has uh contributed to where we are today. I say a prayer for Joe and his future endeavors and Rudy and uh, what he has in store for him in the next couple months. And say a prayer for the entire GRN family. Because that's what we are. We are a family and family prays for each other. So I'll see you all on Monday. God bless you. God love you. And look forward on Monday, we have Bug Hall with uh, Little Rascals talking about Hollywood celebrities so might be an interesting conversation. Tune in. Praise be to God in all things. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host for the last time, actually, Joe McLean. If you're just joining us, what's going on is today's my last day. I'm, I'm saying goodbye today. So it's a special version of Catholic Drive Time. It's not your normal uh, episode of Catholic Drive Time today. I uh, have uh, felt called to move in a direction. And uh, today is the day where I say goodbye to you. But the good news is there's so much more good, incredible content coming your way from the Guadalupe Radio Network and Catholic Drive Time. As you just heard, Adrian's going to take over on Monday. He'll be here in the hosting seat. I hope you will stick with him and pray for him and uh, help him uh, grow the show. And I'm looking forward to watching the, the show grow from a distance now. But uh, uh, my heart aches a little bit. It's bittersweet because I have to say goodbye to you our incredible audience that have uh, that have joined us over these past couple of years, and 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 I just want to say thank you for that. Thank you for being 
very supportive and being a part of our program. You are as much a part of this show as, as we are. So God love you. God bless you. But joining me right now on the phone is my good friend, Marty Matulia. Good morning to you, Marty. Hey, Joe. Oh, wow. Uh, man, this is a bittersweet moment. Um, congratulations to you for your opportunity. But uh, we're sure going to miss you, buddy. Yeah, I'm going to miss you guys, too. Praise be to God. But you and I, we go way back, too, uh, back to the early days when I first became general manager of this station. Now, just everybody should know, Marty Matulia is the general manager of the Alabama stations of the Guadalupe Radio Network, WMMA, there in, uh, in Birmingham, Alabama. Praise be to God. And I met Adrian because of Marty. So I can blame all of my troubles on you, Marty. It's all your fault, brother. <laughs> Wow, thanks, Joe. Well, it was almost exactly five years ago, uh, well, this month, five years ago, that you met Adrian on a St. Thomas High School father-son retreat. And Adrian was a a proud young alum of St. Thomas High School, and he was there on the retreat helping us out with uh, the young men of St. Thomas, and you were there to give a talk. And um, I introduced you to, and the rest is history. Yeah, the rest is, as they say, history. You know the funny thing about that retreat? I remember, because you came to the station, and we sat down, we talked about it, and you, were, you weren't sure about me. You were like, I don't know about this guy, Joe. You were come to vetted me. You came to vet me, and it was, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And it started a friendship with you, so I really appreciated that opportunity. Then you, you did invite me out, and I gave my testimony talk, and I met, uh, I met Adrian, and you told me about Adrian being... Uh, at the University of St. Thomas and getting into communications and you talked about being an intern and that led to him becoming my intern actually. Uh, you know, I'll never forget him being my intern. I'll tell you a story about that in a minute. But, uh, but at that retreat, you asked me after I gave my talk, you were like, hey, we do this little uh, rite of passage ritual. Do you mind being a part of it? I'm like, oh, okay, sure. And it involves screaming and yelling like a drill and like a Marine Corps drill instructor. Now, having served in the Marine Corps and been through boot camp, I had some experience at that. So I'm like, okay, I could do this. Well, here's the funny thing. I lost my voice because of that. I, like, my voice was shot. The very next day, I had to go to a parish and give a pulpit talk to, to promote the Guadalupe Radio Network and the local radio station. And, uh, and I remember sitting, I was at the Mass... And I was sitting in the front, like towards the front, and I remember before Mass started, I just remember, you know, saying, Lord, I just want to give you praise and and thank you, Lord, for electricity and for speakers and microphones and amplification. Because if it wasn't for that, there'd be no way I could do this today because my voice is shot. I, I actually prayed that prayer. And then right after I said amen, the power went out for no reason. There wasn't a storm outside, just the power went out. And it stayed out for the entire Mass. And I sat there, and, and it was after Mass when they gave me the opportunity to come up and speak. It was after Mass concluded. And I remember sitting there thinking, what am I going to do? Like, I don't know. Lord, I, I said, Lord, I cannot wait to see how you pull this one off, because there's no way I can do this. I, I can't speak. And the deacon gave me the signal. He's like, okay, come on up. And I'm like, I can't talk. And uh, he's like, what? What are you talking about? So I go up there, and I, I'm like whispering into his ear because I can't, I can't actually speak. Uh, and I go, I can't talk. He goes, oh, uh, okay. And then he turned around, and he gave one of the most powerful testimonies about Catholic Radio and about the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I was just like, wow, 
this guy did it 10 times better than I was ever going to do it anyway. I mean, it was a really impressive uh, witness to me personally about what we do and how we do it. And the priest then got up after the deacon and said, yeah, I got to endorse everything this deacon just said because I met with Joe and I met with Lynn Oswald, the president, and we sat down, we talked, and I told him, I don't know, I'll have to listen, I'll get back to you. And now, he says, I have the sticker on my car, and I think you should put it on your car, too. I was blown away, so I have you to blame for that, too. There's saints and angels all around us. Yeah. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Joe, here's another uh, interesting uh, story about Adrian, connection between Adrian and I. Uh, Back in the days when I was campus minister at St. Thomas High School, Adrian was the anchor and producer of the Eagle Broadcasting Network, our home, our in-house uh, TV studio oh, wow. in St. Thomas. And so a, every morning, uh, Adrian and I would, you know, at about, uh, I guess it was probably about 7.15 in the morning, I would uh, walk over to the library and there was Adrian, you know, ready to, you know, put me on the air and I'd lead the prayer and Adrian usually um, was either anchoring or he was in the back, you know, producing. So we uh, we knew each other, you know, even even before I introduced them to you. So uh, that's uh, that goes way back, almost, gosh, probably about <laughs> seven or eight years ago now. So uh, so yeah, it's kind of interesting, that, you know, the interesting connections that we have. Well, I'm sure you know a lot of dirt on Adrian. Then maybe we could ooh, some some really embarrassing tidbits. Possibly we might be able to uh, possibly share with the insiders. I don't know. That'd be kind of fun. But let me tell you this. Uh, so when he became my intern uh, for uh, what was Evangelium Live, and then again GRN Alive, which all predated my time on Catholic Drive Time, uh, he would uh, he would sit over there at the producer stand. And I, halfway through the show, I'd look over, and the guy would be drooling on the keyboard because he fell asleep, because he was up all night writing a paper or something for college, you know. So he'd be he'd be laid out like almost horizontal over there in the chair, you know, because he couldn't stay awake because it was because uh, he was still trying to get through college. It was it was kind of hilarious to be honest with you, to to uh, to find him in that state all the time. But but nonetheless. I mean, here he is. You you got to you got to watch the guy grow up, essentially, Marty. What are your What are your thoughts of Adrian taking over on the show on Monday? Well, I'm so proud of him. You know, all my former students, I you know, I treat them like my sons, and uh, Adrian is a, is a special one. Uh, he's you know, he's got so much talent. He's got you know, he just he understands his faith. He, he he's, he's well versed in theology. Uh, he's got a great sense of humor. He's put up with you all these years. Um, <laughs> You know, so and he can stand on his own two feet. He's he's uh, he's a shining star, and I, I'll tell you, this is where, you know, this is the direction we need to go as a church is to start reaching out to a younger audience. Um, you know, we as you and I have you know, talked about often. You know, we've got to reach our younger people. We got to do a better job of messaging, you know, our, our faith and um, you know, reaching out to a younger audience. And I know Adrian will do that. Um, Amen. And, of course, not to forget, you know, all, all those older folks like you <laughs> and me. But uh, he'll be able to reach out to that, that younger audience. Of greater so of vintage. Of greater vintage, Marty. Not older. Of greater vintage. God bless you. Marty Matulia, <laughs> General Manager of Alabama and the Guadalupe Radio Network. God bless you. God love you, brother. Thank you. We'll be right back. Toya Hall is coming up next. The TRN is raffling off a 2023 Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. Whoa, Doc, that's heavy. 
What, are we going to have to, like, go back in time to get tickets? Not at all, Marty. Just call 888-784-3476 or go to grnonline.com. We better hurry, Marty. The drawing takes place February 24th, the year 2023. We really need one of those smartphones, Doc. Paragraph 2223 in the Catechism of the Catholic Church states that parents have the first responsibility for the education of their children. First and foremost, this is in regards to the education in the faith. One really fun way of doing this is to take a Catholic calendar and at the beginning of each month, choose a day to celebrate, either a saint's day or a feast day. For instance, on December 12th, the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe, spread a serapi across the table, have a Mexican food feast and put on the mariachi music. Place a statue or a picture of Our Lady of Guadalupe in the middle of the table. Tell the kids who she is and why you're celebrating. Do this every month with a different saint or feast day and imagine how much of the faith that you will learn together while you have fun as a Catholic family. This has been a minute for your marriage and family from the Three Hearts Institute. You can find us at threeheartsinstitute.org. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. This is not a normal Catholic Drive Time. This is, uh, this is an unusual Catholic Drive Time. If you have not heard by now, if you're just joining us, today is my very last day uh, as host of the Catholic Drive Time and with the Guadalupe Radio Network. It's been 10 years, praise be to God, 10 good years at the Guadalupe Radio Network, and today I say goodbye. I'm, I've been praying over the last several months about a direction I felt God was calling me to, and I knew that it would be a difficult decision, and many people would be disappointed, and uh, I don't know, bittersweet, right? So, but ultimately I feel like I am moving in the direction God wants, and so here we are. The good news is Adrian's going to be taking over the host seat on Monday. He's got a great future planned for you and for the show. Great content coming Adrian is uh, bold and courageous and faithfully Catholic, and uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. So do stick around and make sure you're on the CDT Insider email list to stay connected. Uh, giving us the ability to harass you once a week means we get to send you cool stuff all the time in your inbox. Go to grnonline.com forward slash CDT to get signed up to the Insider email. Plus, there's the Insider Telegram group as well. All that through the email, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Joining me now, though is uh, the co-founder of the Guadalupe Radio Network and the chief operating officer, Ms. Toya Hall. Good morning to you, Toya. Good morning, Joe, and good morning to our Guadalupe family. Praise be to God. Ten years. It's been ten years. Can you believe it? Uh, it has been a decade, and boy, has it gone fast. Yeah. I remember uh, getting that call from Doug Pearson. It was 2012, and... Uh, He's like, we want to talk to you. Or we were thinking about buying a radio station in Houston. We want to talk to you about that. And I remember meeting, meeting you for the first time. But I don't know if you knew or not, but that wasn't the first time that we really uh, I had an interaction with you uh, before that moment. And I don't remember how long before that moment, but sometime before that moment, when I was working for another Catholic apostolate, I was visiting the San Antonio station, uh, visiting Richard Reyna, and he invited me to hang out for the Divine Mercy Chaplet phone call that happens every day. All the members of the GRN get together, jump on a line, and they pray together. And uh, I remember before that chaplet started, you interrupted and you said, I get a sense there's somebody on this call 
who's struggling with something right now, and I just want to, I want to pray for them. And I was like, I think she's talking about me, because was, I was going through quite a bit at the time. And uh, I thought that was pretty powerful. It was a profound moment for me. And that was my first experience of you, Toya. Ah, oh, praise God. You know, the Holy Spirit and God shows up when we most need them, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, amen to that. Uh, so 10 years of, of the good, the bad, the fun, and, uh, and the difficult. Uh, any fond memories from your perspective uh, looking back over these past 10 years? You know, Joe, uh, I, let me first say I'm very excited for you. I absolutely love when God puts us on a path of new beginnings. It's a new adventure, and he's working in such great ways through us and through this new adventure. So I want you to know we appreciate all that you have done. It has been a great journey. Uh, oh, my goodness. You know, uh, CDT started out of a great need. And you and I worked and developed that, and we tweaked it, and, and we developed other shows. And some have been successful, some not so successful, but we learned a lot from it, you know. And, yeah. and I, don't, I really don't mind when I make a mistake <laughs> uh, because I learned something from that. And I think through the things that we did to improve the programming, oh, my gosh, I love A Life Lived Joyfully that we created and and I'm going to miss your creativity, Joe. And I'm going to miss so many things about your great personality that has just added so much to the Guadalupe Radio Network. Well, I want to say thank you. Uh, you guys have given me great opportunities over this past decade. You guys have been incredible and generous to my family. Thank you for that. You are most welcome, Joe, and you'll always be a part of our family I'm truly excited for Adrian. We've been talking with him. We've been talking with some other people uh, who are going to be joining the team. And uh, I, I think that God has put a lot of good things in motion. You know, uh, Catholic Radio has, has played a pivotal role in evangelization these past 20, you know, five years for the Guadalupe Radio Network. The future looks very digital, to be sure. Uh, but Catholic Radio still plays a vital role and gives an opportunity for someone anonymously. There's no, you know, you can sit in your car, tune in a radio station. There's no, there's no data being collected about from you and given to uh, Xi Jinping or anybody at Google or whatever, you know. And a lot of people sit in their car and they listen and, uh, you know, they they interact at a, on a very personal level. And that's been one of the things that I've loved about radio that I think is going to be somewhat lost in the digital space, but is that personal one-on-one -on -one feel and connection that radio has with people. It's very intimate media. And to, to plant those seeds, today's gospel is about planting those seeds and then sitting back and watching what the Holy Ghost does with those seeds and bringing about ripe and full conversions in the hearts of so many people. Catholic Radio has been that. And I want to say, Toya, uh, what we've developed at Catholic Drive Time over these past two years has been a challenge but a blessing. Uh, we've we've covered topics that most Catholic radio postulates won't cover. Uh, we've we've been a voice in a in a space and a segment of the Catholic Church that I think has been underserved, and uh, you have made that possible. You have given us the ability to uh, to walk that fine line. Sometimes we we stumble, but you have made it possible for us to to do this, and I think this has become something very special. 
And I just want to say thank you for that. That, that takes courage, uh, where a lot of people lack that courage in our day and our time. And you have, you have exemplified that. So thank you for that. Well, you're most welcome, Joe. I absolutely love what we do. And uh, I think that no matter what means a media that, that the future holds for us, I know that the Guadalupe Radio Network is going to be there. Um, you know, it, could I tell you what we're going to do? I think uh, my Heavenly Father, our Lord God, has me on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> I just kind of stumble along until he says, okay, go here. And uh, we've been working on looking at, we've been working actually with your leadership in the digital network development and we are going to continue that and we're going to grow that we're also growing the the radio network we're going to take on some new stations probably in this year and uh, i think the future looks very bright for what we want to accomplish and that simply is to populate heaven yeah amen praise be to god you know, I was thinking about all the, the this past 10 years and the, the things I'm going to love and not love. You know, uh, I remember the early days of Share-a-thons, Toya. <laughs> not great ones. Not great ones. The figuring out how to do share Well, that was rough. I mean, it was so out of my comfort zone to and uh, and there's so many like cringy cringy moments in those days where I'm like, "Oh my heavens, what are we doing here?" Remember that? Remember how we were like trying to figure it all out? Oh, I absolutely do, but really, Joe, you you did a great job. You didn't sound anything like when uh, uh, we did our very first share-a-thon where everything was uh, already pre-recorded. <laughs> I don't know. That might have been better, like actually. A, a no, no, no. It was like a canned share-a-thon. So I knew we couldn't do that. That was just, yeah. this was back in, oh, like 2002. And uh, I knew we couldn't survive like that. So I said, no, we just got to be willing to embarrass ourselves, humiliate ourselves for the sake of, the, of, of building the network to reach souls for Christ. Yeah, I'm into that. Of course, yeah. I'm going to miss Doug. Oh, yeah. God bless Doug. I, I, I miss Doug a lot. And he uh, passed away in 2015. And it feels just like it was yesterday. Yeah. He was such a vital part of this ministry, and, and so were you, Joe. You took us to places that without you we couldn't have gotten to. Praise be to God. Oh, just one of Doug's last, um, one of the last things he ever told me before he died was how much he was going to miss his job. <laughs> and I thought, Doug, that's crazy. What are you talking about? Like, who... Who says on their deathbed, I'm going to miss my job? <laughs> Doug Pearson did. Doug Pearson did. He, he, loved, yeah. he loved the Guadalupe Radio Network. He loved what he did. He loved what he got to do here. He, he used to tell me, I hope that I pass away sitting at my desk operating Guadalupe Radio Network. <laughs> and he just about did that. He, yeah, he almost did. <laughs> God bless and him. It's when we experience the power of the Holy Spirit working through those airwaves, that just grabs our heart and changes us forever. Yeah. Doug was a convert. I mean, he wasn't even a cradle yeah. Catholic. You know, he he was a secularist. He, a, a Marine, you know, six-something <laughs> foot tall, loved to fight people. You know, he was a big yeah. dude. But 
but yeah. marriage and the faith tamed the guy. You know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was uh, it was amazing to to get to know people like that and all of our colleagues here at the Guadalupe Radio Network. I'm going to miss my friendships. I'm going to miss my colleagues uh, so much. Uh, but uh, it's those words of Doug that I think really exemplify so many of those that work at the GRN too. That love what they do. They they praise God that they get up every day. And they get the opportunity to go to work for the Guadalupe Radio Network and to spread the good, the true, and the beautiful. And, um, and especially in a day and an age where inflation is high and people are so uncertain about the future, what a blessing it is that we get to go do this. Without a doubt, Joe, it's one of the greatest gifts God has ever given me to let me be involved in this because it's not like I came to any of this with any kind of experience which in a very good way, it made me lean on the Lord more. Yeah. And when we do that, when he, he, you know, he tells us, get out of the boat, get on the water, we lean on him so much more, and he can do so many more things. My sweet mom, who used to work for the Guadalupe Radio Network until she was 82, <laughs> uh, used to tell me, Toya, the more you trust, the more God can do. And I hold on to those words dearly because it's very true. So, Joe... In this new endeavor, trust the Lord like you never have before. I shall endeavor to try. Praise be to God. Well, Toya Hall, thank you for the last 10 years. It's meant the world to me and my family. God bless you. Love you. Bye-bye. All right. That is going to do it for the first hour of Catholic Drive Time. There's still more to come, but if you're just joining us, and I'm seeing people in the chat just joining us, and they're like, what in the world are we doing here? Uh, today is uh, a special day because it's my last day at the Guadalupe Radio Network, and I'm saying goodbye today. Goodbye to you, goodbye to the GRN, goodbye to my colleagues. But uh, coming up after the break, if you can still join us, we'd love to have you. Dave Palmer is going to be on. We are going to play our game show, Fear and Trembling. Today's the day. It's the, my last ever Fear and Trembling. If we get enough phone calls, I say we take three different uh, questions and give out a... Can we go? Can we give out a lot of prizes today, Rudy? I don't know. I'll tell you all about how that's going to work after the break. But Dave Palmer is going to be on. We're going to talk about his show, Back to the Father. And we're still going to have an after show. God bless you. God love you. We're going to see you in just a bit, or we'll see you on Monday. Until next time. Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly. We're the hosts of The Spirit World every Saturday morning on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us as we help answer your questions on angels, demons, and how the physical and spiritual worlds interact. That's The Spirit World from the Station of the Cross studios every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Most of us can recall a childhood memory of innocence and a peace that only comes from God. Yet with our busy schedules today, many families don't attend church weekly or spend much time teaching their children about God. So many families now are burdened by financial and family challenges, substance abuse, and other worries. But there is hope. Studies show that people who pray regularly and practice their Christian faith are less stressed, financially stable, more compassionate, optimistic, healthier, and happier. Experience a positive difference in your life and for your family by coming home to your parish. Learn more by visiting catholicscomehome.org today. Here you may find answers to your questions and discover how Jesus and the sacraments will bless your family. There's no pressure or risk. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain. 
do it for your kids. Do it for yourself. Visit catholicscomehome.org today. I'm Dr. Joe Poyman with Texas Alliance for Life, inviting you to join thousands from across the state at the Texas Rally for Life on Saturday, January 28th at the Capitol in Austin. We'll celebrate the ending of the terrible Roe v. Wade decision that claimed the lives of more than 60 million unborn babies through abortion, and we'll promote the vast resources Texas provides for moms and babies throughout our state. We'll gather at 1 p.m. in downtown Austin and march to the Capitol for the rally at 2. Get more information at TexasRallyForLife.org or call 512-477-1244. In your car, at the office, or in your home, we're always here. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Hi, I'm Riley Ludlow from St. Martha's in Kingwood. You're listening to AM 1430 KSHJ Houston, part of the Guadalupe Radio Network. Be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. So good to be on with you. At least I'm your host for the next hour. And then that's it. Today is a special day. It's not your normal Catholic Drive Time. Today is a goodbye day. If you're just joining us, then uh, let me share something with you. But we spent the whole last hour saying goodbye. And also looking forward to the future. It's bittersweet. But if you are just joining us and you haven't heard, well, today is my last day. I am, uh, I've resigned from the Guadalupe Radio Network, and I, as host of the Catholic Drive Time, I've had a beautiful 10 years. They have, GRN's been so good to me and my family. I just am so grateful for this opportunity. And over the last several months, I've been praying about uh, the direction God has called me to, and that has been a difficult uh, discernment. And ultimately, I'm moving in a direction where I feel God has asked me to go. But it's bittersweet because I knew that I would be disappointing my colleagues at the GRN. I'd be disappointing my teammates here at CDT. And um, I knew that I'd disappoint you, the audience. But the good news is, it's not over. There's still the best to come. Adrian Fonseca is going to be standing in as the host. He's coming in on Monday. He's not here today. In fact, he's fishing. And, uh, you know, we played a little clip of him in the last hour. You could always, if you're watching live on the on the YouTube or whatever, you can always scroll back to 30 past last hour. You can see that special message from Adrian. But he is going to be stepping in as host. And I hope and pray that you will support him in that and, and uh, help him continue to make Catholic Drive time incredible and grow. Uh, it's, uh, it's a difficult balance between... Information, inspiration, informing and inspiring, and then, you know, being bold and courageous, talking about difficult issues in dark days when uh, there's a lot of people who don't have the stomach for that kind of work. We feel it's necessary. Truth and charity, but truth nonetheless. And uh, let's pray for Adrian to continue and to uh, succeed and to do really, really well. Let's pray for the team. And they're looking for a producer, by the way, to, uh, to fill out. So if you know somebody or you're, you're at all interested, you can send your inquiries to careers at grnonline.com. That's careers at grnonline.com. But today is definitely my final day at the GRN and on Catholic Drive Time. So that means on Monday, I'm not going to be here. And I'm going to miss you guys. You guys have been amazing to us. You, the audience. You are as much a character in this drama as me, Adrian, or Rudy 
And we can't thank you enough for being a part of this family. You have been amazing. God bless you and God love you for that. But uh, joining me right now is my good friend Dave Palmer, somebody I knew well before I entered the GRN family. Good morning to you, Dave. Good morning, Joe. Wow, what a bittersweet day it is. Yeah, for sure. It is. It is for sure. But uh, I knew you back when I worked at a, a different Catholic apostolate, and I'd come visit you whenever I was in town, and you would always duck me and try to uh, avoid me at all costs. <laughs> and sometimes I caught you, and sometimes I didn't. But it was good times. I didn't. I didn't realize I made that so obvious. I'm yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You're in town. Oh, you're right around the corner. You say. <laughs> yeah. I've got a root canal. I got to go do. Uh, sorry, it didn't work. But no, I'm just teasing. I'm just teasing. Those were those were fun days. But it's been a blessing to work with you over the past ten years, Dave. Yeah, it is interesting because uh, of course you were with Fullness of Truth, and uh, that's how I met Marty as well. I met Marty because he did the same thing you did. Yeah. Uh, coming through the Fullness of Truth, and so. Uh, it, it's been great. Uh, I do have a few memories I want to share about you, if, if, oh. if at time. Oh. But, hey, you're the host. You lead the direction. I, I, I got a few things. I tell you what. Let me tease out. So coming up at 15 past this hour, so just another 10 minutes or so, we're going to play the game show one last time with me, and that's uh, Fear and Trembling. And uh, we usually take a caller. But I wonder if today we could take a caller per question. Like if we get, if we get several calls on hold – then we may do that. We may do one call per question, so we give out you know more prizes possible. I don't know. I, I don't want to think about it, but I'll give you the phone number. First caller gets to play the game for sure. So all that's coming up. All right, Dave. Do you, you don't know any embarrassing tidbits about me? Come on, bro. Like, what do you got? What can you <laughs> offer? You know, somebody in no. the chat is asking about your formal DJ name, Joe. Oh. So maybe today's the day you give it away. Uh, you talk, so nobody ever guessed that correctly, did they? I actually figured it out, but you, I forgot. You, oh, so you, you don't know is the answer. I don't know huh. again. Hmm. Okay, so in the after show, maybe we'll talk. Maybe I will reveal to you finally before I leave what my radio, my fake radio name was. Uh, Dave, what was yours? Remind us. I, I didn't have anything crazy. Like, uh, I, I went by they, they, the big thing was to change your last name for whatever reason, you know, because uh, so I went by Dave Spencer one time. And uh, <laughs> well, well, one, well, oh, yeah, actually, one time I was the laser because I worked at a, a station. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and of course, Super Dave. I, I did Super Dave when I was in Dallas because uh, I dressed up in tights and a cape and, you know, went, went around. Uh, so that, that was one of the more colorful parts of my career. But yeah, laser. Dave Spencer and Super Dave. Laza, I like that. How come I, I hadn't heard that one before, Dave. That's great. Yeah, for '96. Yeah. <laughs> Praise be to God. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Uh, favorite memories, Dave? What do you got? Uh, okay, you know a lot of my memories of you, Joe, uh, have to do with things even outside the GRN that I. I I, I know you, of course, through the GRN. You and I never worked in the same office, and so I never worked side by, by side with you. But I, I got to go back to, you know, when we first started, and I mean, when, uh, probably in the first few years that you were with the GRN. And remember, you and me and Doug and Richard all went out to Louisiana for that yeah. Into the Wild retreat. And to me, you were just, you know, Joe McLean. And, you know, I knew you were a passionate guy, and I knew you we're good on the radio and everything, but you were you were leading the, the the I guess the three or four talks that that weekend. And Into the Wild, of course, started by Mark Houck, who, you know, God bless him, pray for him yeah. right now. Uh, and and I, I didn't realize 
how powerful of a public speaker you were because you were just you're just Joe McClain. I mean, you're just the guy that I, you know, the GM in Houston, you know. And you got up there, and I, I don't know, man, that, that weekend was so powerful in so many ways. But your presentations and the passion that you brought and, and the, the vulnerability of being able to tell your story about, you know, uh, your past and meeting Michelle and, you know, the, the uh, pornography and just like, man, total open book. And everything con- con- converting into the Catholic faith, and I, I was just like, man, this is what we need more of, you know, the the passion, the, uh, and I, I it just that weekend wouldn't have been the same had had it not been for your talks. It was it was great, but I just walked away saying, man, this this guy, he's got it, you know. He, so I, I thank you. And yeah, the other one, you know, and very few people listening know, is you made that movie um, about the father wound and. I made the mistake of watching it while my whole my whole family was in Ireland, and I'm sitting at home, uh, you know, by myself for 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 th- three weeks, I think it was, and you know, I'm already feeling you know feeling it, and I put that movie on one night, and oh my goodness, I, I just it, it hit me so hard, and uh, again, just the the masterful movie making, the the, the personal story, the passion, the, the truth. And after I finished, I was like, you know what? I know the guy who made this. I'm going to call him right now. And, and you I know remember. how that went. And I, I was just like, Joe, I'm so, thank you. And, you know, and it was just, it was crazy. It was I remember my... that was, I remember getting that call from you and I was just like, wow, like, whoa, Dave, like you, you blew me away. Like, uh, you know, you were, you were being very vulnerable in that moment. And uh, it was, you were the, re- that was the reason why I made that, like, if I, I said, Lord, if only one person has this kind of reaction, it would be completely worth it, you know. And uh, and you affirmed that for me. You yeah, did. Yeah. It, it's very rare after you watch a movie saying, you know, I'm going to call the guy that made it, you know, <laughs> on, on his cell phone, you know. And but no, but it, it, it definitely it was it was so so powerful to me. And uh, yeah, like you say, yeah, Mother Angelica said that about E.W. Tan. If one person uh, yeah. came to Christ because of the movie, so it was great. And, and then the, the final thing I just want to say is, you know, back in 2019, you and me and uh, Richard, a few people went down, gathered in Houston. We got into a, a, a big band and we yeah. drove out to Florida. That's a good time. Uh, and it was, it was it was such a great road trip. And I spent that one night at your house and I, I just your, your family is so beautiful thank you and your your kids are just so pure and your wife is so awesome and I, I just walked away saying you know something's going right at the McLean household because <laughs> I, I think I told you that too is that you know it, it, it trickles down and and I, I just thought that you had such a beautiful family and thank of you. course that that's more important than anything we do professionally uh, and so anyways I, I just commend you uh, for on all levels, GRN, your outside work, and also your personal life as well. I appreciate that, Dave. That was, uh, wow, that was a lot, my brother. God bless you. Thank you for that. I remember when we were at that retreat with Doug, and he made a bow out of a stick. <laughs> <You know that>? <laughs> <laughs> like he was determined to carve a bow out of a stick he found. And uh, I think he, by the end of it, he actually shot it, but I think the arrow went like four feet or something. I don't remember, but... Just yeah. fond memories of Doug Pearson today. Just thinking back, as uh, it's his his words that are ringing in my ears about how how much he loved the Guadalupe Radio Network and how much he loved his colleagues. And you were high on that list. Uh, you were uh, you know office mates, but close friends as well. 
And uh, so I'm, I'm getting a sense of appreciation for, for my longtime friends and colleagues. So I'm going to miss you, Dave. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, I, I can't say enough about, about Doug. Uh, he, you know, he and I worked side by side for so long. Of course, he was my boss, but I was in the office next to him. And, uh, you, you know, uh, just, just you know, what can you say about him? Uh, an amazing guy. I actually yeah. ended up buying his house. Yeah, that's how much you love the guy. I, I, yeah, because wow. yeah, when 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 he when he left, when he passed away, his wife moved back to Nevada, Trisha, and then we were looking for a house. He was selling a house, so I, I at this very moment I am sitting in in Doug Pearson's house. Uh, so that that to me is extremely meaningful. The last place he lived before he passed away. Well, I know change is hard for people. Uh, who loves change, right? Change is difficult, but nonetheless, we are facing change here today as it's my last day at the Guadalupe Radio Network, my last day on CDT, and I'm going to miss it, even though I'm excited about what lies ahead of me uh, come Monday morning. But nonetheless, you're covering a, a related tangential topic today on Back to the Father on your show, which you cover Thomas Aquinas. You dive into what Thomas Aquinas has to teach us. So what are you talking about today, 1 p.m. Central, 2 Eastern? Yeah, yeah. The you know the, the Summa Theologia is what we cover on the show, and as the name implies, it's a summary of all things you know theological. And Aquinas, you know, he he left no stone unturned. He talks about everything, and you know, it's it's a fun show. We only do it on the social media platforms. Cecil Anderson and uh, uh, William, and and sometimes Manny jumps in. We just have a good time. We try to make the the Summa very uh, uh, approachable. So we always try to find some topic that somewhat relates to something going on you know back at halloween we did one on ghosts and separated souls and of course the nativity at christmas so i'm like gosh this is joe's last show i gotta do something related to his situation and i thought you know people are hearing about this today for the first time and change is so difficult i mean yeah. nobody most people don't like change you know it's uh, you know, my my stepfather passed away uh, a couple months ago, and it's a total change in our whole family dynamic. We, we change is hard, so I thought, okay, I'm going to do immutability, <laughs> uh, which is one of the attributes that Thomas Aquinas talks about with God. You know, he it, God is immutable. It's it, it's totally beyond our comprehension to even imagine no change. Yeah. And so I thought that would be a perfect tie-in as people are, you know, thinking, you know, even though they they probably are excited about adrian and and what's rudy and what's what's ahead and whoever the new producer person is they're like man this is tough you know yeah. I, I don't like this i don't like yeah. that joe mcclain's leaving the show so uh I, I think it also speaks of our ultimate desire for god is i think we ultimately uh, you know we we love that quality about god is that he does not change yeah you know i one of the things i realized really quickly in um in saying goodbye to doug pearson was how much I struggled with that kind of with God's will and how much Doug taught me about being in God's will no matter what happens to accept God's holy will for our lives. So, Doug Pearson, God rest your soul and may you pray for us. Dave Palmer's not going to go anywhere. He's actually going to play our game with us. But tune in to Back to the Father, 1 p.m. Central, 2 Eastern, all across the GRN's social media sites. Look for GRN Online on YouTube. 1 p.m. Central today, 2 Eastern. All right, 877-757-9424. Call now. Going to play the game show, 877-757-9424. 
Hi, I'm Debbie Giorgiani. And I'm Adam Bly. We're the hosts of The Spirit World every Saturday morning on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Join us as we help answer your questions on angels, demons, and how the physical and spiritual worlds interact. That's The Spirit World from the Station of the Cross Studios every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. Hello, this is Steve Gleason with your one-minute tool for Catholic evangelism. Here's the question for your non-Catholic friend. What does it take to constitute an actual church? Well, here's your three best friendship tools for Catholic evangelism. Number one, a gathering of Christians is not automatically a church. Although Matthew 18 says, where two or three are gathered in my name, I am in their midst, that is not a text to be interpreted as a premise for a church. That's a requirement to legitimize an accusation. Secondly, Catholic teaching. Christ established and sustains the church as both a mystical community and a visible organization with hierarchy and jurisdiction. And thirdly, my take. Eventually, you have to decide what one item is absolutely essential for our Lord to say, that's my church. So is it a church if there's simply a common belief in the Bible or perhaps just a doctrinal agreement? Is it compliance to the Apostles' Creed? Could it be the stamp of approval from a denomination? Maybe an ordained pastor makes it officially a church. So, you know that place you've been attending every Sunday morning at 10 a.m.? Maybe it's not even a church. Maybe it's just a good, healthy hangout. Ooh. Holy raffle, Batman! The GRN is raffling off a Mercedes-Benz CLA 250C. If we win, that could be our new Batmobile. Great idea, Robin. Uh, How do we get tickets? Easy, Batman. Just go to grnonline.com or call 888-784-3476. Tickets are $25 for one or $100 for five. I knew you were good for something. Quick, hand me my bat phone. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, a Catholic trivia game show that has secrets and agendas that you can't tell anybody, especially not Project Veritas. You know, no way. Keep this just between us. But there are a few things we like to do on the uh, game show, and this is my last time to do it, so I'm going to have fun in the process. Praise be to God. But there are, are some things, and... Uh, Number one, we like to teach the faith, so we look for teachable moments in the questions where you can learn something you didn't know before about the Catholic faith, praise be to God. And then, of course, we like to have a laugh, a good time, a chuckle. Our callers are actually amazing, and today we got a full, we got a full deck, full deck of calls, praise be to Jesus. And then, of course, we give out prizes, which means we are absolutely, I mean, inspiring you <laughs> to, uh, you know... Uh, learn to laugh and to win. And several, I think we're going to do several people today are going to win something. So we're going to play the game traditionally first. We're going to take the first caller, play the game. And then we're going we're gonna to ask one question to the first caller. Then they go into the cup. And then we're going to take a second call and then put them in the cup. And then a third call and put them in the cup. And maybe we'll give out more. I don't know. We're going to play it by ears. But I'm being generous today. We're going to give away the furniture. It's just, <laughs> let's just give it all away. All right, so there's the rules. But what could we win? Well, praise be to God, this week our sponsor is my good friend Trisha over at Heavenly Creations. She's an expert crochet artist who makes wonderful saint stalls. 
she knits them herself. They're all handmade. Please make sure to check out her Etsy page and take a look at her wares. But, uh, you know, hang on for a second. Wait until mm-hmm. we send out our email this Friday or today, actually. It's going to go out today. Mm-hmm. If you haven't signed up for it, go sign up for it quickly. Go on to grnonline forward slash cdt. Sign up for that list. We're going to send out some other goodies from my friend here, uh, Trisha, over at Heavenly Creations. Uh, maybe, make sure to do that before you place the order. And uh, I can't say what it is, but (laughs) (laughs) for legal reasons, I can't say why. But make sure to go and check out our Etsy page, etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash Heavenly Creations zero one. Oh, that's cool. Thank you very much, Heavenly Creations, for your generous gift, allowing us to be generous to our listeners. I appreciate all of the sponsors who've ever given us stuff to give away to our listeners Amen. Uh, on the Catholic Drive Time, so thank you for that. All right, so Dave Palmer sitting in for Adrian Fonseca today. So the way it works is I'm not going to ask the caller the questions. I'm going to ask Dave. I'm going to ask Rudy. One of them is going to give us a correct answer. The other is going to give us an incorrect answer. The caller will then have 15 seconds to make a decision Whomst do they trust more, uh, Rudy or Dave? And then every correct answer will then go into the coffee cup at Divine Providence. Let's go to the phone. Nate, good morning to you. Good morning. Praise be to God, Nate. Where are you calling from? San Angelo, Texas. San Angelo, Texas. Home of the tumbleweed. Uh, <laughs> do you, is, is it like a, a pastime there? Do you like count the number of tumbleweed that you... That you you know, pa- that passes you on the highway every What's day? What's the or? biggest one that you've seen? Yeah, like, give us the goods. Well, uh, probably about three feet tall. It's funny, every time anybody from San Angelo calls, I'm like, I've never seen a tumbleweed. And then here about <laughs> three weeks ago, I saw one going by. Like, oh <laughs> Passing you on the highway, you're like, wait a second! Oh, good. That's funny, Nate. God bless you, brother. Uh, all right, so it's today's a special weird day, so we're only going to ask you one question. But first, before I do... Where are you calling from? Well, so San Angelo, go to church here at Sacred Heart Cathedral. Sacred Heart Cathedral. That's that was the question I really wanted to ask, but <laughs> he intuited that very well, which means he's probably going to get this right. Okay. Ooh, <laughs> Nate. Nate, it's my last chance to help you avoid the trickiness of Rudy. It would be Adrian, but Adrian's fishing today, so it's going to be Dave Palmer. Are you ready, sir? I'm ready. Let's do this thing. Rudy, I get to start with you one last time. Are you ready, sir? So don't make me cry, Joe. You need to cry at least don't once. Don't make me cry, Joe. <laughs> real men I leak, am ready. Real men leak from the eyeballs. I'm just I'm saying. Ready. You sure? I am ready. You're not wearing a tie again. I'm You're not. wearing a sweater. I would have worn a tie, but it's, I spilled coffee all over myself on my way out. It's 700 degrees outside and humid, and you're wearing a sweater. Yeah, well. That's suspect, bro. Sweater weather. Oh. It's going to be warm where I'm going. I don't know. I should contact the World Health Organization, ask them what they think <laughs> about your lack of tie. All right, let's go here. Uh, we will start with uh, Rudy Carlos. Rudy, can you tell me, even if we don't have the background music, uh, who is the only saint whose birthday is observed mm. as a feast day. Besides, right. besides, this is the clue, Our Lady. Besides Our Lady. Okay, so obviously we have a liturgical feast for Our Lady's birthday. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one is going to be St. Michael when he was born. You know, we, we okay. really okay. like St. Michael, so we have to make sure okay. that we created a liturgical feast for that. Really? So we did. Okay. So I'm going to say St. Michael. St. Michael. The Archangel. The Archangel. When he was born. Huh. An angelic being. Oh, okay. Uh, He had a birthday. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Okay. Dave Palmer, uh, standing in for Adrian Fonseca. Good morning to you. 
Uh, good morning, Joe. What an honor it is to be on the last uh, Fahrenheit. Yeah. Thank you so much. Now, I know Adrian has a whole a library of advanced degrees. I'm not sure if you do or not, but uh, let's just see if you can answer this question. Who is the only saint whose birthday is observed as a feast day besides our Blessed Mother? Yeah, because I, I kind of like Rudy's answer, I, so I don't oh. even know. Um, I, but That's I, but awkward. I think just going, going back to some of my classes when mm. I was getting my degree at University mm-hmm. of Dallas, we mm. had a class on Nativity of Saints. And uh, I believe it's John the Baptist. I think he's the oh, only other one that, uh, yeah, that, that's that's what comes to mind. Oh, wow. Okay. So that, that's what I'm going with. All right, Nate in uh, San Angelo, Texas, home of the tumbleweed. Could you help me out? Uh, who is right? Who is wrong? You got 15 seconds. Dave Palmer tells us it's John the Baptist. And Rudy is telling us it's St. Michael the Archangel. Uh, can I remind you he's not wearing a tie? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Nate, what say you? There's the music. Let's go with Dave Palmer. Wow, the horse. I mean, Nate. Yes. It's, well, Dave Palmer is correct. I mean, I think that's the most appropriate thing to say today. But you are right, Nate. Congratulations. You're in the cup. You could win. Nate, because it's a special day, uh, I'm saying goodbye today. We're going to take a bunch more callers. So I'm going to put you on hold, Nate. Don't go anywhere, but thank you for playing our game. Thank you, and God bless, Joe. God bless you, too, Nate. All right, let's go to the line number three here, and we're going to go to Damon. Good morning to you. Morning. Praise be to God, Damon. How are you, my friend? Good yourself. Uh, well, I am alive, and that counts, Damon. And today is a special day, so are you ready for your question? Where are you calling from, by the way, Damon? DFW. DFW, the DFW. Dallas Forward Metroplex. Wow. Does that mean you have to be a Rangers fan? I mean... There's no shame in saying Astros are awesome. It's okay, Damon. It's perfectly fine. Were you worried about what I was going to think? Don't be, bro. Also, as a follow-up, are there secret uh, tunnels in DFW that lead to, like, I don't know. Taylor Marshall's house? I don't know. Maybe, like, in uh, Denver. (laughs) What was that, that, Damon? I'm pretty sure there is. Pretty sure. (laughs) All right. We're going to go to Dave Palmer for this question, Damon. I'm pretty sure you know how this works. You're an insider, but uh, Dave, this is a tough one. Easily the hardest question we have asked anybody in the last 75 seconds. Here we go. What color is the cassock worn by a bishop? Ooh, that's a tough one. Um, I am going to go with white. Because really? it is the color, the color of mm-hmm. purity, mm-hmm. and the color of um, holiness. So that, yeah, Ooh. I'm, I'm going I'm to go with white. Oh, like a wedding dress kind of a thing. Mm. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Rudy, uh, I wonder what you might say. Could you tell me what color is the cassock worn by a bishop? Did you say socks? Uh, cassock. Oh, cassocks. Yeah. Okay, like, got it. You know, <laughs> like, you know, like I'm when, glad you clarified that. You know, that. like when Francis talks about the cassock-wearing guys? Yeah. Like, that's it's right. what, yeah, but bishops uh, only. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. well, yeah. I was going to say white, but instead mm-hmm. I'm going to say purple. Really? Purple is the color of the oh. cassock. The cassock. Do you think they wear matching socks? I would, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think right. I would too. Damon and DFW in the secret underground tunnels. Could you help me out here? 15 seconds on the clock. Who is right? Who is wrong? Rudy says purple. Dave Palmer in DFW says white. Damon, what say you? 
Well, since only the Pope wears white, I'm going to go with uh, Rudy. Survey says. <laughs> yes. Let's go. Of course. Well, technically, the Pope doesn't the only one to wear white. You got Dominicans. Yeah. You got uh, you got yeah. the uh, Norbertines. You know, there's others that wear it. But uh, you are correct. Purple is the correct color of a cassock for a bishop. Cassock. Just enunciating. <laughs> All right, Damon. God bless you, my friend. I'm going to put you on hold and uh, see who is next in line here. But, uh, Damon, God bless you. Thanks for being a part of our show today. Thank you. All right, let's go to Antonio. Good morning to you. Good morning, sir. How are you? Praise be to God, Antonio. I'm alive, and that counts. How are you? Yes, sir. Pretty good. I'm sad that you're going to go. I'm going to miss you, you, too, Antonio. Thanks for being a part of our show. Yes, but uh, All right, I'm up against the clock. Do you know how the game works? Yes, do. Let's do this. We're going to start with Rudy again. My last chance. Last question. Rudy, can you tell me what is the name of the organization that evaluates moral standards for the judgment and patronage of, more, of motion pictures? Okay, the organization that... Uh, the blah, 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 motion pictures. <laughs> okay, that's going to be the National Legion of Decency, which the, is no longer around. The National Legion of Decency. National which Legion. Okay, I wonder what Dave's going to say. Dave, could you help me out? What is the name of the organization that evaluates moral standards for the judgment and patronage of motion pictures, i.e. talkies, i.e. movies? <laughs> what do we call that or Talkies. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, Joe, so that is uh, the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences. Okay, kind of a mouthful, but did you get that? Oh, oh, I hope so. All right, Antonio, is it the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, as Dave somehow suggested? Or is it the National Legion of Decency that Rudy thinks is the correct answer? 15 seconds. Antonio, what say you? Rudy? <laughs> Question mark? Rudy? Uh, you are correct. All uh, right. Uh, we're going to pull some names here. Pull one, and in the after show, we may take more calls and right. pull more names. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. 757 9424 if you want to call in. For the Saints doll, we're going to give the... Oh, it's Karen. Karen! Karen won the Saints doll. Pull another one. Real quick. We're going to send more prizes. We'll okay. figure it well, out. Well, uh, let's see here. From the callers just now... It's going to be Antonio. Antonio, congratulations. Yeah. Don't go to put you on hold. God bless you. God love you. And goodbye. Us on your Catholic drive time, where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Catholic drive time. Again, that's Facebook.com forward slash Catholic drive time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Well. The Guadalupe Radio Network now brings you the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass from the chapel at Our Lady of Corpus Christi in Corpus Christi, Texas. Salt community. For more information, please visit salt.net. Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Angela Marici. This Mass is offered for the intentions of our online viewers and those listening through Guadalupe Radio. Here is a wise virgin from among the number of the prudent who went forth with lighted lamp to meet Christ. 
Here is a wise virgin from among the number of the prudent who went forth with lighted lamp to meet Christ. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Here is a wise virgin from among the number of the prudent who went forth with lighted lamp to meet Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Lord be with you. Today we celebrate the memorial of St. Angela Ricci, who lived in the 1400s and 1500s. She grew up in a farm in northern Italy. She lost both her parents by the time she was 10 and then was raised by an uncle. At different times as a teenager and in her life, she experienced visions with the Lord leading her to what she was to do. After her uncle had died when she was 20, she went and lived back on her own property, became a Franciscan tertiary, began to educate young women in the faith, soon expanded to another city, began to gather others around her to do this. It was when she was 60 years old that she grew organized this group formally into the company of St. Ursula, known as the Angelines, dedicated to the education of young women. They are considered the first women's religion teaching order dedicated to education. She died on this day in the year 1540. Some years after her death, a group branched off from the Angelines known as the Ursulines, cloistered nuns also dedicated to the education of young women. Brethren, let us acknowledge our sins and so prepare ourselves to celebrate the sacred mysteries. You were sent to heal the contrite of heart. Lord, have mercy. You came to call sinners. Christ, have mercy. You are seated at the right hand of the Father to intercede for us. Lord, have mercy. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Let us pray. May the Virgin Saint Angela never fail to commend us to your compassion, O Lord, we pray, that following the lessons of her charity and prudence, we may hold fast to your teaching and express it in what we do. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Reading from a letter to the Hebrews. Remember the days past, when after you had been enlightened, you endured a great contest of suffering. At times you were publicly exposed to abuse and affliction. At other times you associated yourselves with those so treated. You even joined in the sufferings of those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property, knowing that you had a better and lasting possession. Therefore, do not throw away your confidence. It will have great recompense. You need endurance to do the will of God and receive what he has promised. For after just a brief moment, he who is to come shall come. He shall not delay. But my just one shall live by faith. And if he draws back, I take no pleasure in him. We are not among those who draw back and perish 
but among those who have faith and will possess life. The word of the Lord. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good, that you may dwell in the land and be fed in security. Take delight in the Lord, and he will grant your heart's requests. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord. Commit to the Lord your way, trust in him, and he will act. He will make justice dawn for you like the light, bright as the noonday shall be your vindication. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord. By the Lord are the steps of a man made firm, and he approves his way. Though he fall, he does not lie prostrate, for the hand of the Lord sustains him. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord. The salvation of the just is from the Lord. He is their refuge in time of distress, and the Lord helps him and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them, because they take refuge in him. The salvation of the just comes from the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, you have revealed to little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus said to the crowds, this is how it is with the kingdom of God. It is as if a man were to scatter seed on the land and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, he knows not how. Of its own accord, the land yields fruit. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. And when the grain is ripe, he wields the sickle at once, for the harvest has come. He said, To what shall we compare the kingdom of God, or what parable can we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, that when it is sown in the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on the earth. But once it is sown, it springs up and becomes the largest of plants, and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the sky can dwell in its shade. With many such parables, he spoke the word to them, as they were able to understand it. Without parables, he did not speak to them, but to his own disciples, he explained everything in private. The Gospel of the Lord. I remember once when I was in seminary, it may have been a priest who said to some of us, you know, if, if we were going to have seminarians go in and take part in a particular occupation as part of their seminary training, what should that be? And I think some of us thought, well, maybe we should go be fishermen, since that's after all, right? The Lord called fishermen and said, well, make you fishers of men. But the person speaking to us said, no, 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 I think you should go and do some farming for a while. Because in the midst of farming, you get used to things about how that works, and that, that would actually be really important for being priests. 
It would be lots of things like, you know, what are the things you do to help the plants to grow? And what are the things you don't do? Especially things like patience. So as we hear in this gospel reading today, the man scatters seed, sleeps and rises night and day. The seed sprouts and grows. He knows not how. But patience. Because after all, if I plant a seed and I go out after an hour, well, nothing much will have happened. Nothing will have happened an hour later. I don't know if I'll see anything a day later, a couple days later. It's a gradual process. It's we have to be patient. You know, when I read the early chapters of the book of Acts, right, so hearing about the early church right after Christ ascended to heaven, I get the sense that they expected Christ to come back really quickly, like just a few weeks later or at most, you know, a year or two. I, I get the sense that's when they expected him to come. And so imagine if that was you, and then with that expectation you might have had, you know, he didn't say he was going to, but you thought it. And a year passed, and five years passed, and ten years passed, and thirty years passed. Now you're a lot older, and it's the 60s of the first century. It's been a long time, and it's becoming difficult. It's become a longer road to live than you expected back when you were 30 years younger, and you thought he's going to be back in just a few weeks. Longer, longer road to live this Christian life. Now, of course, that applied perhaps to those in the first century, but it might apply to us too. Perhaps for different reasons, we too, in living the Christian life, are finding it longer and requiring more endurance and maybe a different kind of living than we thought when we were younger. The letter to the Hebrews, of course, is talking to people who are, have been tempted, should I just return back to Judaism? And as we've heard, is explained to them, no, 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 no. Christ is the eternal high priest, true God and true man, compassionate to sinners, but not a sinner himself, lives forever, far superior to the Levitical priesthood of the Old Covenant, offered himself as the perfect eternal sacrifice, far superior to the bloods of bull and goats in those sacrifices, entered into the true heaven, true, the true temple of heaven, not just an earthly copy. But having explained all of that, it needs to talk about endurance. I wonder if you've ever run a marathon or ever cycled a century or maybe known somebody closely who did. If so, then you would know that as part of this, well, certainly you need to train. You need to become strong and build up your endurance in certain ways. So you'll be able to do this 26 miles of running or 100 miles of cycling. But while you do it, while you do all that training, you're going to be discovering other things that are important. What equipment works for you? What clothing works for you? How do you need to eat and drink before the event, during the event, after the event? Yes, people do those events, you have to actually eat and drink while you're doing it. If you're going to do that kind of endurance event, you've got to discover what it takes to sustain that endurance. And so too with the Christian life to be able to live out your years and decades of life, to be able to live out faithfully your vocation, whether it be priesthood or religious life or marriage and family, to live out day to day, year to year, being a husband and father, wife and mother. What's it going to take? What do you need? For your own endurance, your own sustenance in the faith, how much do you need to pray? 
How often do you need to reflect on the scripture and how? How often do you need to go to adoration? How often do you need to go to daily mass? How often do you need to go on retreats? What kind of friendships of faith, spiritual friendships, perhaps a supporting faith group, what do you need? If you're like me, it might be when you're on a time of retreat that you realize and discover what those things are. Hopefully make notes on that before you finish and then seek to alter, to adjust your daily life so that you have those things. Just like needing the right kind of equipment and clothing and food and drink in order to cycle or run many, many miles. What do you need so that you may faithfully live day in, day out the Christian life? Run the race. Be faithful to the end. Well, the Lord is growing you day by day. Slowly it might seem, but faithfully. First the blade, then the ear, then the full grain in the ear. Even the largest of the trees of the world. What will it take for you to live with endurance this Christian life? Brothers and sisters, let us make the needs of all people our own and confidently present them to the Lord. That the Lord may increase the holiness of the church, let us pray to the Lord. That he may increase the prudence of those who govern, let us pray to the Lord. That he may help all those who do not have decent housing, let us pray to the Lord that he may protect our families. Let us pray to the Lord. That during this day that we are now beginning, our lips and our works may praise the Lord. Let us pray to the Lord. O Lord, we ask that you receive the prayers of your church and grant us in your mercy what we would not dare to hope for by our merits through Christ our Lord. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the bread we offer you, fruit of the earth and work of human hands. It will become for us the bread of life. Blessed are you, Lord God of all creation, for through your goodness we have received the wine we offer you, fruit of the vine and work of human hands. It will become our spiritual drink.
Pray, brethren, that my sacrifice and yours may be acceptable to God, the Almighty Father. May the oblation made by your consecrated people in commemoration of Blessed Angela be acceptable to you, we pray, O Lord, and grant that by participation in this mystery we may reflect the pattern of your love through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is truly right and just, our duty and our salvation, always and everywhere to give you thanks, Lord, Holy Father, Almighty and Eternal God. For you are praised in the company of your saints, and in crowning their merits, you crown your own gifts. By their way of life, you offer us an example. By communion with them, you give us companionship. By their intercession, sure support. So that encouraged by so great a cloud of wickednesses, we may run as victors in the race before us and win with them the imperishable crown of glory through Christ our Lord. And so with the angels and archangels and with the great multitude of the saints, we sing the hymn of your praise as without end we acclaim. Sanctus, Sanctus, Sanctus Dominus Deus Sabaoth, Plenis Uncelli et Terra, Gloria Tua, Hosanna in excelsis, Benedictus, qui venit in nomine Domini, Hosanna, in You are indeed holy, O Lord, the fount of all holiness. Make holy, therefore, these gifts we pray by sending down your Spirit upon them like the dewfall so that they may become for us the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. At the time he was betrayed and entered willingly into his passion, he took bread and, giving thanks, broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and eat of it, for this is my body, which will be given up for you. In a similar way, when supper was ended, he took the chalice, and once more giving thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take this, all of you, and drink from it, for this is the chalice of my blood, the blood of the new and eternal covenant, 
which will be poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this in memory of me. Mysterium fidei, mortem tuquam, annunciamus toho homine, et tuquam, resurrectionem confiteremum, toho nec venigias. Therefore, as we celebrate the memorial of his death and resurrection, we offer you, Lord, the bread of life and the chalice of salvation, giving thanks that you have held us worthy to be in your presence and minister to you. Humbly we pray that partaking of the body and blood of Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Remember, Lord, your church spread throughout the world and bring her to the fullness of charity, together with Francis our Pope and Michael our Bishop and all the clergy. Remember also our brothers and sisters who have fallen asleep in the hope of the resurrection and all who have died in your mercy. Welcome them into the light of your face. Have mercy on us all, we pray, that with the Blessed Virgin Mary, Mother of God, with Blessed Joseph, her spouse, with the Blessed Apostles, and all the saints who have pleased you throughout the ages, we may merit to be co-heirs of eternal life and may praise and glorify you through your Son, Jesus Christ. Through him and with him and in him, O God, Almighty Father, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all glory and honor is yours forever and ever. the Savior's command and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Deliver us, Lord, we pray, from every evil graciously grant peace in our days, that by the help of your mercy we may be always free from sin and safe from all distress as we await the blessed hope and the coming of our Savior, Jesus Christ. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Lord Jesus Christ, you said to your apostles, Peace I leave you, my peace I give you. Look not on our sins, but on the faith of your church and graciously grant her peace and unity in accordance with your will, who live and reign forever and ever. The peace of the Lord be with you always. Let us offer each other the sign of peace. Agnus Degegi, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nohobi, Agnus Degegi, qui tollis peccata mundi, miserere nobis.
Agnus Dei, qui tollis peccata mundi, dona nobis pace. Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Blessed are those called to the supper of the Lamb. Lord, I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof, but only say the word, and my soul shall be healed. For those who are unable to receive our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament, we invite you to pray the act of spiritual communion. My Jesus, I believe that you are present in the most holy sacrament. I love you above all things, and I desire to receive you into my soul. Since I cannot at this moment receive you sacramentally, come at least spiritually into my heart. I embrace you as if you were already there, and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, says the Lord. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life, says the Lord. Let us pray. May this holy meal give us strength, Almighty God, so that by the example of blessed Angela, we may show in our hearts and by our deeds both fraternal charity and the light of truth. Through Christ our Lord. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Go and announce the gospel of the Lord. The Prayer to St. Michael St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 
prayer of deliverance. Almighty God and Father, we beg thee through the intercession and help of the archangels, St. Michael, Raphael, and Gabriel, for the deliverance of our brothers and sisters who are enslaved by the evil one from anxiety, sadness, and obsessions. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From hatred, fornication, and envy. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From thoughts of jealousy, rage, and death. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every thought of suicide and abortion. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every form of sinful sexuality. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every division in our family and every harmful friendship. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. From every sort of spell, malefice, witchcraft, and every form of the occult. We implore thee, deliver us, O Lord. Thou who said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, grant that through the intercession of the Virgin Mary we may be liberated from every demonic influence and enjoy thy peace always. In the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. Celebrating the culture of life, this is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Thank you for listening to KSHJ, 1430 AM, Catholic radio heard throughout Metro Houston on the Guadalupe Radio Network. When's the last time you've been to confession? Log on to archgh.org and find a parish near you.